0: the right what your
1: voice can do for you Alright, welcome everybody to the Haas boys podcast Everything F1 in an American accent Made in the USA <laughs> <laughs> Out for points To my left we have Parker What's up? To my right I have Mike <laughs> <laughs> We had a race week guys Yo Reactions Big week <laughs> Big week <laughs> 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 We're out for points, and yeah. it happens so it quick. Happened. <laughs> we were not just out for points; we got
2: points. What is it about this podcast? As soon as we're out for points, Hosk gets points. What's mm-hmm. happening here? Who? It, what came first? Yeah, what came first? <laughs> forest,
0: forest. What came first? Definitely the forest.
2: What came first? The podcast or the points?
1: The poof fetch. It was a
2: great the weekend. Podcast. the podcast. Did it definitely it. was us. I'm not gonna say that it's because of the podcast, but. Before the podcast existed, no
1: pints. I don't see any flaw in that logic. It coincides,
0: my friend. It's perfect, but great
2: race week. Holy cow. Amazing
1: race. So much fun to watch.
2: Yeah. Let's just get into it. First of all, incredible qualifying from KMAG. Right out of the gate, we mentioned on the last podcast, a year of eating Doritos and racing (laughs) casually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we were so stoked on the testing, but you know we had no idea going into
0: it that that would actually kind of lead to those similar results. Yeah. It Incredible was position. an immediate delivery from Kevin, just like Gunter said, and it's probably the quote of the season already, which is that was a bleeping Viking <laughs> comeback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was in the most Gunter way possible, basically, you know, congratulating Kevin, but he deserved it. I mean, again, like you said, sitting on the couch, jumps in an F1 car yeah. and outpaces every Ferrari team yeah. outside of the actual Prancing Pony itself. Yeah. Amazing. Really, really amazing to watch. That streamlines straight into the most unexpected result of the year so far. Yeah. <laughs> which is that Haas is third. Been, oh, there's man. been one race. race. But but even, even so, after the first race, yeah. if you would have put money down in, in Vegas with odds... That after the first race, Haas would be third in the Constructors' Championship. (laughs) That would have been a great bet. No one would
2: have taken that bet. (laughs)
0: No one would have taken it.
2: And that is the second announcement here. They are third in Constructors with that placement.
1: Third. Third. Crazy. It's weird to look at that standing board right now. And to see like Ferrari, Mercedes, Haas. Like Haas Haas. is competing with Mercedes right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's nuts. They're
1: they're fighting Mercedes. Toe to
0: toe. I was watching Kevin Magnussen's onboard for the opening lap and he's elbows out with Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. If he would have told Kevin last year that he would come back to F1 and be... Going wheel to wheel with Lewis in the opening race yeah, of the season, he would have thought that. you were on something.
2: Yeah, and he so as far as details about the race, incredible race start. He rocked that start.
1: Starting from
2: P7, P7. correct? Or, yeah, no, he gained didn't he gain two positions
0: right off the start? He passed Botas, yeah. is what it was.
2: If you haven't watched it, rewatch that start. Because he takes takes an outside line and just rocks past these guys really cool to watch
0: and then lewis cuts them off but it still was a great first corner and super aggressive and being able to again this is not testing this is a race so finding the limits of the tire degradation which we learned in this race was really high every team was contemplating three to four stops which is really cool i think that that could be a make for a great season if we're going to have so many pit stops. They're really injecting a lot into the used tire market. We can call Mater. <laughs> M- Mater can pick them up and take them over to Luigi's.
1: Yes. They were really con- contemplating a
0: three or four pit stop race. I know that they definitely talked about the third pit stop before the safety car. Holy cow. Yeah. And so two stoppers might be three stoppers this season. Yeah. And the one stopper might be a two stopper. And I love that. Just more margin for error. Pit stop, uh, pit. Uh, the pit crew are incredibly talented, they're super fast, they're athletic, yeah. and they dial in those movements like a dance. And how cool would it be just to see them do what they do best more? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think it would be really cool.
2: Totally cool to see that. But well, We saw a really incredible performance by Magnuson, just really consistent driving.
0: Yeah, so great.
1: Bringing him in at the last minute, it's, it's just a miracle. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The, the things
0: fell in line just to let him do that. You can see the permanent grin on his face yeah. right now that even he's <laughs> in disbelief that this is all happening. Yeah, Him he- and Gunter are just...
1: Go like ecstatic. I I don't recognize (laughs) either of them.
0: I'm like, who are these people in these pictures? These aren't our team,
2: but they are. This isn't really our job, but we can take a minute to just kind of admire the fact that this whole team that has been crashing for three years is having an incredible victory moment. Like That must be wonderful for these guys. Pit crew, people at the factory, uh, all the way to Gene Haas, Gunther, and everybody, it's like, holy cow, they're probably sitting back and saying like, shoot, glad we stuck with it because it was not i mean searching the word Haas f1 two weeks ago if you were to search that on youtube every video was why Haas is leaving f1 Mm. it really was
0: yeah
2: yeah and we know that a little bit from drive to survive that gene was kind of questioning things a little bit who knows how true any of that is but we do know he was looking at it a little bit like i think there was a comment from gunter that's like Gene is wondering how much of his money he's going to put into the team. and They've been in doubt for three years
1: and this is just an amazing moment for them. So that validates a lot of Gunter's, everything he's been doing, validates a lot of his work ethic, vision, yeah. and things he's probably been saying to Gene Haas. Yes. Just like, hey, this is the year. Ferrari is creating a great power unit. Yeah. We have developed an amazing car. Just yeah. like, let's, let's go for Trust it. Trust us, a-
0: it will happen
1: yeah. type yeah. of tone. With a weaker team principle,
2: we probably wouldn't have a Haas F1 team. Without a doubt. You think Gene Haas yeah. has the wherewithal or the bandwidth to be running mm-hmm. something very directly? No. It's because of Gunter being the leader that he is with a weaker team principal, I guarantee that Haas would have been
1: gone this season. Yeah, and they had lost their title sponsor weeks before the race. Right. So they're scrambling. And then to be validated P5 at the end of a race is so great. It's so so great. great.
0: The Kevin Magnussen in the room here, if you will. The captain, as I like to refer yeah, yeah. to him, Captain mm. Magnuson. Love yeah. it. He and
2: why is that? Why do you call him Captain Magnuson?
0: Just to refer back to a previous episode here, he just kind of looks like a sailor.
2: He sure does, and a beard. Kind of old looking, a little ragged maybe. It just would make a great sailor. Yeah.
0: You could see a harpoon Very in his Very Steve Zissou yeah. vibes. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think if you put him, and Drive to Survive did put him on a boat. Uh-huh. But I'm like, if you put him on a boat in the right cap, I might be like, yeah, have you sailed the seven seas, <laughs> Sure.
1: What was he doing for the past year just out on the ocean he, he contemplating was. racing? His first love. <laughs> the ocean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> His first love. (laughs) We all know
1: that. Look at his face.
0: (laughs) No, but again, I think that like sticking with it, talking about some of that, like driving through the tires, figuring it out, testing was one thing, but running an entire race, figuring out where that fall off that the car is going to have is going to be is something that's a big learning curve for that first race. So for Kevin to be able to be consistent, to hang on to the car through uh, degrading tires, and be able to get to the finish line and still finish fifth. Yeah. And a car that he's still learning, still a new tire to develop and figure out what to do with. And and then they had the shootout at the end, which was epic and really cool that once again he, he was able to hold position. He didn't lose any spots. And again, that Haas was ahead of Sauber, Alfa Romeo, you know, in front of obviously. Being third in the constructors right now isn't just best of the rest. They're playing with the top dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's just amazing stuff. It's, it, it is a dream come true. <laughs> and it, again, to kind of go to what Parker was saying, Haas was being constantly under fire. When do you give up? When is it done? And for them to make it here is just the biggest grin of like, we proved it wrong for once. You don't have to ask mm. us that question anymore. We're here to stay. I love it. What a statement that first race was.
2: No, yeah. Such a big statement. That first race, out of the gate, saying to the world, we're here to race. We stuck it out and went through a ton of challenges that other people didn't, talking about a pretty poor rookie driver, as well as big title sponsor issues because of international events. If I was somebody that was looking to get into F1 and put my name on a car that I didn't have a relationship with yet, I would have my eyes on Haas for sure. Talk about a comeback
1: story. Well, this brings up a good question that we had from a listener named Kevin. um, And he asked, when will we start to see a title sponsor coming onto the Haas? Yeah. I guess this is a great question because if they are performing well, is this something we can see sooner, later, mid season? Yeah. What do you guys think?
2: Kind of goes without saying that (laughs) they might've had offers on the table before this race that maybe aren't looking as good after this race they might have some really nice offers mm. after this race who knows how that worked but if they did get some nice offers after this race where they performed awesome then uh yeah maybe if a couple of weeks to get that done who knows but uh if they've had something lined up since Earl Kali was dropped then obviously we could see something maybe even in the next week but probably within a couple of weeks I would guess
0: Yeah, I think what's probably going to be the most likely in this case as well would be what is the performance consistency? So I think that, you know, right now they're looking great and I would expect to start seeing some of those phone calls and conversations happening. But I think the deal will close when we see just how consistent the Haas car is going to be. Two or three races, you think? Yeah, and I think that also that was the next point that I was going to make. We were one failure at the front away from a podium. Yeah. This weekend was something that I just I just we didn't see that coming. And I think that that's now we can smell it. Mm-hmm. You know, Esteban Esteban O'Con winning a race last year, Daniel Ricardo winning a race last year. They were because of a traumatic event at the front of the pack. B- big right? upsets. Yeah. Yeah but they happen.
2: And this was not that.
0: This wasn't that. There was some failures up front, but it still was within grasp. And so again, just to kind of touch on that really fast, Haas gets themselves a podium, and that that's going to lock in anyone who's negotiating a yeah. contract yeah. as a sponsor. But the other thing is, too, is that it's like considering just what this also means to Gene. Is he willing to be one of the other cars in the grid that's willing to move his logo smaller or somewhere else on the car mm. to make way for a Pepsi? Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: so that that's a good point that perhaps there's a chance... They don't take a big title sponsor. They take a couple small ones and keep large on the side of the car.
0: McLaren has done something that's different to all the other teams where they have small agreements with lots of companies where they don't have this consistent title sponsor on the side of the car. It varies per race. And that's something that's been a kind of a new idea (laughs) as far as like traditionally we talked about like that Williams car that had the Canon and Sega and and all those brands. You know, McLaren from one week to the next has a different car pretty Mm -hmm. much just based on the stickers. And so Haas could potentially take the Zach Brown route and do something that's a little different by just adding a few stickers. And maybe not move the Haas brand off of the side pod. Because at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, screw everyone else. (laughs) Well, right
1: now, Gene Haas looks like a hero. Yeah. Because he was able to make a political move that was probably a big risk. Stick it out. And then come out successful with a great race finish, your first race. Yeah. He's looking like a hero. Yeah. And that's great. So, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to move the Haas logo off.
0: Uh, But people would be willing to go elsewhere on that car. Yeah. I think it's prime real estate for anybody at this point. It's free real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also, you know, something that we I want to quickly mention, this race was also great for Mick Schumacher. It was his best result for the team. But something that was unfortunate for him was... Uh, uh, 11th he was up in 10th before like the last couple laps
2: oh and he was overtaken by
0: Uh,
1: Joe Guan Yu yeah but then when the Red Bulls got out he jumped up a bit he was close to the points he was in the points for a bit which is another huge milestone for Haas no kidding there must be
2: big news because I feel like even if they got 10th we would be talking about it Mm -hmm. it would have been a double points
0: finish which has been a while So, but the other thing here is, is that Mick made contact on the first lap with Esteban Ocon. Ocon went across the curb and knocked Schumacher, gave him a quick spin out. And Mick said that the car didn't drive the same after. So Mm. something broke. And Mick was still able to manage an 11th place finish with a car that wasn't handling correct. Okay. So we could have had that double points finish.
1: Easily. Crazy. Super crazy. Not far off of yeah. a double points finish. It's, very close. It's very likely. Mick is just going to get a lot better. Yeah, We're going to have two cars battling in the midfield. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of fun, exciting races happening. Yeah, no kidding. Mick's just going to get better. More use of that car faster. Yeah, and if he can start closing in on Kevin, then
0: we're on our way to good standings in the constructors. And their relationship is already developing in a way that I think is super positive. Mick's interview after the race was... Kevin finishing fifth place is just means that we have the car that's capable of doing it. Mm. Now I need to figure out how to unlock that in the car. Mm-hmm. Whereas where, you know, again, where Nikita was a rookie, Mick was a rookie, there's really hard to be able to measure yourself against a teammate who's going through the same struggles as you.
2: And who's going to mentor who when it's two rookies? Right. Obviously, K-Mag's been around for a long time and has a lot to show a young driver Like Mick.
0: Yeah, and the telemetry won't lie. He'll be able to know when he picks up the throttle and when he breaks. And that's going to be massive for him in his growth. So a lot of positive takeaways from Mick's finishing position, not just Kevin's. I feel like as a team, it was a big win.
2: Yeah, super big, cool win. I'm
1: thrilled.
0: I was just blown away that
1: we had that finish on the first race. Yeah. And it's race week again. (laughs) Where are we going? Jeddah. Is that, a, is that a planet in Star Wars? Honestly, it, is. it is. It is, isn't
0: it? it? Didn't they name one of uh, in the, in the, the Rogue Ones? ones? Was yeah. it Rogue One that had a planet called That yeah. jetta? sounds really familiar, yeah. It's also a Volkswagen.
1: Oh. Spelled yes, a little yes, different. Yes. The question is, what's your favorite jetta? The place, yeah. the car, the planet. Which trim? Which would you rather drive? <laughs> Which would you rather live in?
2: A planet or a car?
1: <laughs> can't race a planet. Uh, can't, can't live on a car. <laughs> On a car. Yeah, you can't live in it. It's living on it. <laughs> the hood.
0: <laughs> I've seen Wayne's World. You could pull
1: it off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cow. Another race week. Back to back. That's going to be exciting. So, so awesome. awesome. Did you see the the Haas Instagram story today? they were just like slow footage of like Kevin and Mick entering the paddock with the boys are back in town playing no underneath. way amazing and I was commenting on it with the Haas boys account yeah. like the Haas boys like, yeah, yeah. this is us yes
2: I was so <laughs> stoked. tune in in six or seven months uh, to their Instagram account and you can get some news about Haas boys <laughs> and Thin Lizzie they, they know, will be they the
0: know. Soundtrack. it was yeah. a
1: subtle shout out to us they yeah, know yeah. that they they we are <laughs>
0: So, Saudi Arabia, what do we have to look forward to? Well, they did adjust the circuit. Last it's year was new. the first year. Yes. So that they our last season was the first time we visited Saudi Arabia. Mm. They After finishing the race last year, they were like, yes, there were a few parts of the circuit that were sort of dangerous. And so they have made some mild adjustments. They to took the track. out the spikes <laughs> and the alligator pit. Which, there's the just a narrow track, track where there was pleased. just a
1: cliff on either side with alligators. Under. Yeah, right.
0: The mag <laughs> chompa they moved away. Yes,
2: yes. The fans are not pleased, but <laughs> the governments have spoken. <laughs> and they said, less deaths. <laughs> and we said, nine. No, they said, fine.
1: <laughs> that was the track last year where Max was on that flying qualifying lap and right. you had that reaction video of Alonso just watching him yeah. glued to the screen like couldn't believe that he was gonna outpace Lewis's lap and then he like nicked that last corner or something one of the biggest heartbreakers yeah. in F1 for me.
0: and what was interesting is that until Drive to Survive which was this year I didn't know that he was sick they didn't let that on in the media at all, at all. did you watch that episode? Who, Alonzo? no Max oh they were saying he, he got out of the car and Christian's like, are the lights still making you dizzy? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, yeah, we'll power through. Like we'll get past wow. it. And was like brushing it off. And I, I had no idea that he wasn't feeling well. Wow. So that gave a full new perspective to the crash. Mm, interesting.
2: Yeah, I heard that K KMAG, um, as far as people having like super impressive races, I heard that uh, K Mag on this last, last race had diarrhea.
1: Aye. So. Is
2: that real? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Just makes it a lot more impressive. <laughs> made him faster. Yeah, it always, always does. He's yes. like,
0: I gotta, get to the, gotta get to the end. Can we can we finish faster? It
1: made him slippery. You gotta preserve tires. Now we're getting across that line, Gunter. Now <laughs> Do you have any idea what's going on in here? And <laughs> <laughs> just that that feed tube, they just put XLAX in it. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah, yeah. go Mick. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Goodbye and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah that's what he, that's what Gunther's saying when he's pouring in a powder. <laughs> goodbye and good luck (laughs) i like this uh, alternative drive to survive that is partially fictional and just shows everybody is like a little bit evil Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) every team principal is just a maniacal evil genius mixing up potions
1: montages in his in gunther's basement (laughs) this one they can go fast if he wants to or not so Saudi Arabia this weekend, it's a fun track. It's a night race. It's meant to
0: be a street circuit or at least okay. a permanent version of a street circuit. Cool. It's very narrow. The walls are close. And it was designed to be super high speed. So Saudi Arabia's already, again, like the first one we ran there was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And lots of action. Obviously that was the race where Max and Lewis came together and mm-hmm. some other kind of dramas, but great race. I'm super excited about it. The track was super cool last year. Really cool to kind of have this access to being in countries that the weather is good and and totally mild so we can race. And then after Jeddah, I think we go to Australia.
1: Cool.
2: So Jeddah, if we can take a look at our performance in Bahrain and translate it over to Jeddah, what can we kind of be looking at? So as far as I could tell, we were good in a straight line, not the fastest in a straight line. So we saw Mick being passed by alpha in the straight line if I' ever called that's where he gained a lot of his uh, a lot of his ground. so
0: even then though that could be momentum off the corner. So if Mick was struggling for grip because of malfunctions he's getting the power down but it's not going down in the way that he needs it to so he's feathering the throttle Joe on you just gets the opportunity to DRS and pass
2: okay no real good data from this last race to extrapolate to Jeddah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Jeddah was kind of again like has a lot of like really fast moving chicane,s kind of street circuit style. But they did have like a lot of straightaways and DRS detection zones and stuff. So I do think that it's going to be a high speed circuit similar to like Bahrain. Bahrain's pretty quick as well. Cool. And so we can anticipate similar racing, but where this is going to be a race that requires that downforce that the ground effects is generating, uh-huh. I think that Jetta is going to have uh, an interesting mix up in the sense of what cars are performing really well because we're going to see kind of which ones have really gotten that right as far as high speed cornering and how that looks Yeah, and I think this year we're going to look a lot faster in high speed corners because the previous years the cars weren't nearly as nailed to the ground as these ground effects cars well that brings
1: us into a question that we had from a listener Uh, this is again from Sam I think he's our most devoted listener right now we keep getting questions from this guy he's actually
2: in the room right now
1: Just he's that devoted. He's always yelling questions at us. No, don't talk. He just questions. Don't talk, Sam. Them. He's obviously brand new to the sport, which is great because I have these questions as well. Yeah. Um, he asked, What is an F1 season look like? How often are races happening? How are they scheduled? It's
2: a good question to get into. Right oh, now man. we're at the top of the season. We're about to get into an amazing season watching Haas, and so
1: let's lay it all out. So how many races do we have? Twenty three. Oh, okay. Last year it was twenty two. Twenty two. It kind of depends. Like sometimes it's back to back, sometimes it's every other week.
0: Right. Well, you know, when we talk about logistics with a global sport, this is something that's super different from a differentiator from most motorsports On a global scale, we're traveling the world. Yeah. And that means, I don't know if you've seen behind the scenes at F1 races, but each team has a small hotel that they build on site. Mm -hmm. And so when you're considering that that has to move there are so many moving parts and so the fact that we have 23 races in a year is an actual like amazing feat because we just had the first one last
1: week and the the last race is almost like in december right right so they kind of span that
0: whole it's almost a full year of racing right there's only really 90 days of no racing in the winter time and
1: they have a summer break right
0: and the summer break and is an interesting thing to kind of highlight the difference between the winter break and the summer break is the FIA instigated the summer break because the teams literally did not have one because the time over the winter break was set up the new car, get ready for the next season. And then if they're working all season long on the car and trying to keep up, then they never get a break. They never see their families, they never go home. And so the FIA forced a summer break on the teams so that way they actually took a break. Gotcha. July to August, I feel like. Yeah, it's around that time period. Okay. I feel like mostly August.
2: So that yeah. is crazy. These guys, the higher ups probably see their, you know, they're able to fly home and see their people. But I feel like mm. the boots on the ground guys are probably just working oh,
1: yeah, all I never thought the of time. That. Like the guys switching the tires out. Yeah. Or the
2: guys loading the trucks and flying right. in the planes. Like these guys are probably yeah. never going home.
0: And think about it this way too. We go from Bahrain to Jeddah, saudi arabia and then immediately those guys load up a truck get on an airplane and they fly to australia yeah that's not close to saudi arabia at all (laughs) and so the calendar as it spreads across march to december Mm -hmm. is 23 races so you're looking at an average of almost two a month that's something that's great that's
2: gonna
1: be a great season Lots of
2: races. So for the listeners, that means we're going to still be coming out with a episode every week, every Sunday outside of that break, we'll have a race and we'll be bringing you our takes on that race every week.
1: And that also leads into another listener question. This is from Mark. He messaged us on Instagram. Uh, Let me read his question. Thanks for the question, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. He says, I'm hearing rumors of a fall 2023 F1 race on the streets of Las Vegas. Have you heard anything? I think I've i heard those rumors as well. Yeah. I think when I first heard those rumors of Las Vegas having a street circuit, I imagined it going down the strip and through Las Vegas. Which is thought, amazing. The <laughs> Are you craziest kidding me? You race. Can you imagine?
2: <laughs> Holy.
1: Yeah. Flying by like the Bellagio. Wow. And what's that one? Treasure Island. Treasure Island, Mandalay Bay with like the volcano. Yeah. yeah. It would be an epic looking race, be- but I don't think that's the, idea. it is a street circuit. It's supposed to be, but I think that they have built it around, there is like a proposed circuit map and it's built around, I think a current raceway that's in Las Vegas, oh, That's it's okay. out on the streets around it.
2: Yeah. The plan is for the track to go by the fountains outside the Bellagio though. Not quite the whole thing, but a little taste.
0: Really? That's interesting if true. And one of the things that the FIA president has Mm -hmm. been quoted now saying that races on the calendar for this year Mm -hmm. are still not guaranteed a race. Oh, wow. That they might make way on the calendar this season for new venues.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I know that for Monaco, they literally shut down that city for like a month to set up. Right. Wow. And I don't see them doing that for the strip in Las Vegas. Not for F1. No. Not yet. It's not big enough yet. Maybe five, six, seven years. Who knows? It'd be
2: great. If Miami popped,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I could see that happening in Vegas because Vegas is
1: built for this. Yeah, it's it is. It's built for this. But trying to shut down even for like two weeks, Vegas, yeah. with all the events happening right there, would be a nightmare for yeah. those people who don't like F1. But once they see it, yeah. they're going to be wanting that race. There's nobody that
0: <laughs> doesn't like <laughs> F1. Get, Get just, out of they here. Just need to see it. They just got to listen it. to
1: this podcast. They're just, oh, yeah. Pull Actually, them away from the talk slot to the for
0: five minutes.
1: Did you say we should talk to the government? We should talk to the gov- governor.
2: Oh. Make sure that everybody hears this podcast so that they like F1 if they're having trouble. If they're having any troubles, they can listen to the podcast, no. and they'll like F one, and they'll be okay with you know having their lives horribly interrupted for one month out of the
1: year. It makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. So, I mean, great question, Mark. I think there is going to be a race in Las Vegas, whether it's on the Strip or around the raceway or a big hybrid of both. But yeah, I think you're right on the money. I'm looking forward to it because it'll be really close. We're and- based out of Utah. Yeah, that's six hour drive
0: to a Grand Prix. That, we're going to call that a home race <laughs> yeah, for us. We'll call it home race. Yeah. I mean, you know, even the Austin, Texas race is pretty remote America for most of the country. Yeah. And then the Miami Grand Prix again is, you know, that's far south from the major capitals of this country or not the capitals, but yeah. the major cities New York, yeah. Los Angeles. And that's so... That's it. All right. <laughs> And, you know, and salt lake city of course so it's a good yeah. thing they're catering to us yeah finally in case any of you guys Vegas. are foreigners
2: all we have in the u.s is new york la and salt lake city yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of it's kind of like that
2: yeah it'd be cool 40 years since the last time the f1 came through and was basically in a dirt lot next to the caesar's <laughs> palace yeah
0: where caesar's is now
2: yeah or, or rather right where caesar's is now yeah and uh will be interesting to get a take too Probably, hopefully, better this time. Hopefully, better. Look at right. Seriously, look up pictures. We'll, we'll put pictures hopefully, in the show notes. It's, yeah. it's a. It's cones we actually have cones on a, it's a, a lot. It's Cones on a big dirt
0: lot. <laughs> we actually have onboard footage from Alan Prost. No way. Racing around the old Vegas circuit. Back All right, in the we'll day. throw that up in show notes. We'll throw that up.
1: All right, Well, shifting gears. Let's go back to that Bahrain race and let's talk about some of the other teams that were competing against Haas yeah. that failed because Haas was coming up on their rear. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull? <laughs> big news with the
2: Red Bull and Red Bull. Well, the big news with Red Bull is Gunter snuck into their paddock and uh, cut their fuel lines. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, was that not supposed to say that?
0: Yeah, uh, no, no. This definitely it was not it wasn't Gunter. Sorry. definitely was not Gunter.
2: But either way, big failures from Red Bull on three out of four cars.
1: Sonoda, only one finishing for Red Bull.
2: Yeah, one Alpha failure, what was that, 30, 35, and then both Red Bull failures within within two laps of each other.
0: Crazy. During the race as well, the four fastest cars through the speed traps were Red Bull cars. And so, again, Sonoda being the only one that didn't have the failure is on that list as well but they were the fastest cars on track as that went down so was there something going on with their fuel that they were pushing harder than others? I mean could they have been delivering fuel at a different rate pushing their fuel pump too hard an interesting part of this too is that the fuel pump that is used in F1 right now is a standardized FIA part that is given to all of the teams they can't change that. But that doesn't mean that F1 teams won't try to add or take away. I'm sure there's some room in the rules for them to play with how that is delivered. Yeah, And so the question is, is was it the part or was it something Red Bull was doing with the part?
2: Yeah. And to be clear, the reason we're talking about that is because the sort of failure that we saw with Gasly's car was pretty reminiscent of like a fuel line breaking or detaching and then that fuel being sprayed onto the hot block and igniting. Mm. There's a few other reasons that can happen, but that's kind of the one you think of when you have a fire like that that... Mm. Doesn't just absolutely explode, but definitely lights on fire, but then stops. Mm. Pretty clear indicator that, yeah, fuel line broke, hits the hot block, but then the engine stops and it stops pumping the fuel and Mm. you get just kind of a slower fire like we saw with Gasly.
1: How crazy that it happened at the same corner that Roman Grosjean exploded at. Two fires at that corner. Yeah. That was crazy. Have you guys looked at Google Maps? Uh,
2: I saw it like years ago just to get to a friend's house, but I haven't looked since. Oh. What, does they have something new there?
0: Yeah, they have this thing that, you know, people actually in real life though, this has happened where an incident will happen on a racetrack and someone will go open a business on Google and name a part of the racetrack <laughs> something that was to do with the incident that happened on the racetrack. So no way. on that corner on Bahrain is a <laughs> Roman Grosjean's Baguette's Bakery. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. And there, it, it, there's like a few others like, uh, you know, Mazespin's Corner and th- yeah. like, there's a few other things that people like put on there it's that hilarious. were like fake uh, businesses. We'll
2: throw that up in the show notes, a link to that. Yeah. It's, I want to see that.
0: It's hysterical. It's so, so good.
1: That's so awesome. Um, And it, it seems like Max's car and Sergio Perez's car just shut off. Was yeah. I seeing that right? Like they just like, Turned Within off. two
2: laps of one another, yeah, Max had it coming for one lap. It he seemed it like coming. where he's coming.
1: He has he had been driving for so long. He good. kicked
2: a dog once when he was a kid. He had it coming, <laughs> <He> was, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bad karma, that guy. <laughs> it seemed like he was talking to his engineer for about a lap. He's saying like, "This is messed up. What mm-hmm. can I do?" And, and his engineer was just saying, "There's nothing we can do." Mm-hmm. So I think it was a slower, a slower failure. But mm-hmm. I wonder about that. That could be but broken seal. That could also be fuel pump
0: failure yeah or even Perez Perez's car just fully locked up and spun out where Max was able at least to make it into the pit and be able to be retired into the garage
2: and that's what I wonder and we don't have details about that but Perez I do wonder because that him spinning out could have been caused by the same exact thing except that you know he loses power and then his brake power changes I actually don't know whether or not they're power assisted or not. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think. Like, I wonder. how They probably I, are. Now that I think I just, about it, I know that they're super tough to push.
0: Yeah, that's true. They Anyways. are. They, I know they're assisted, uh, hydraulically assisted in the steering. I just wonder if it was the same failure as gasoline. Yeah, it, it, you know, the more that we think about it, the more the we talk about it, the brakes are likely not power assisted. But yeah, to your to your point, I think that the. It, when the engine decides to shut off there's no more fuel in it or anything and if you don't have the clutch in i mean the engine can you're gonna just lock, lock
2: right yeah. it's not that the brakes went or yeah. it's not that the brakes locked up it's that the engine locked the up because you're, you're, you're stiff
0: now because you're in gear yeah wow
2: so could have been the exact same failure yeah which most likely it was yeah on all three of these cars it's it, funny
0: it's a very interesting thing and again with Red Bull, you know, there's a couple of huge red flags here and something that we can look as a potential, you know, periscope into the future here. Red Bull, this is their first season being a power unit cuz Honda and them are done. So this is the first season that they've taken that over now. Yeah. The weird thing here is that there's still some very convoluted and difficult to understand relationship between Honda and Red Bull. And Honda are still making power units, still developing power units but they're not doing it in the UK right next door to Red Bull the way that they were doing it. So things are different now. And just to put a small asterisk next to that, that smells and sounds exactly like what McLaren was doing with Honda to start, which is when McLaren and Honda did not get along. And so this is a very interesting period that we're moving into. Does Red Bull have these problems moving forward? is this an indicator of massive reliability trouble for the new season? Or is it something that was just a fluke and they just mm. mismatched parts, didn't see this coming in all of testing, and now and now we're in the race season and this is something that could be... Quickly fixed. Quickly fixed, yeah. yeah. I have no idea. I guess but, we'll
1: see with upcoming races.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like the real... It's not one of those real bad failures. Like I feel like the real bad failures are when the thing blows up and it's blowing smoke out the back and yeah. just burning all of its oil and it's you like, see, oh, you this f- f- failed.
1: Yeah, this bl- was a blue smoke
0: problem. is the indicator right, of f- failed. burning oil. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, speaking of failure, uh, like the like the Mercedes cars that are running Mercedes power yeah, units. You know,
2: you know, they were able to pass those burning Red Bulls though, and that's yeah, important. They <laughs> finished higher than Red Bull. Right. And they did finish (laughs) higher than Red Bull. So they, they had a pretty awesome performance this week.
1: But a pretty shocking turnout. Like for Haas and McLaren to like have switched places.
2: Yeah.
0: Is insanity. McLaren dead last. It's sad. Yeah. It's crazy to watch that. Yeah. And as, huh. as, as fans of other teams, as well as Haas, we obviously hold Haas in the highest regard here. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that in, in some ways, here, we're, you know, we enjoy McLaren. We like seeing some of these other teams. We enjoy McLaren here and yeah, there. Well, you know, Zach Brown, what's not to like about the guy? Uh, Danny yeah. Ricciardo, we can relate to very well. And Lando's just a gamer kid, and what's not to like? It's such a shame to see them switch places. If I were to wish somebody. To trade places with Haas, it wouldn't have been McLaren. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so this is such a bummer. But you know, to your point, it seems like the Mercedes customer teams are the ones that are at the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: I mean, that's one hundred percent the case. It yeah.
0: is. It is the case, and it, I, I don't. I don't know if that's going to be something that's indicative of the power unit, as it is the development of the car. Was there some trickle down from Mercedes as to like this is the direction we're heading? Oh. This is what we're testing. Right here's the theory, we think that you should partner with us in this direction. So it could maybe not necessarily be a bad power
2: unit, but bad theory that they could be sharing.
0: Yeah, and I okay. mean, and a team that we're not even really talking about is Alpine, who's right dead in the middle, right where they were. Actually, probably a tiny bit ahead of where they were. And so the thing that's really interesting here is is that, what, from 10th to 20th is Mercedes. <laughs> and from tenth to first is Ferrari sands the actual Mercedes team, and with a little bit of Alpine there. But it's like the the the, the crazy topsy turvy world that we're living in in this season already mm-hmm. is just a wild contrast to what we've been experiencing for the last
2: like decade. It's a good bookend to the everything we had to say about this
1: subject just a couple episodes ago. Well, I was just going to say, all props to Mike for calling it on his Ferrari conspiracy theories. That's right. Of years ago, getting Alpha and Haas together and be like, hey, we're doing this with the engine. Yeah. This, I mean, this, do we reset his strikes? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big win for Mike. That is, a big win that
2: is a big win. He literally called, came up with a conspiracy theory that has so far Pulled out of the air. He's, that has so far been proven right. So just to be clear, the hostomistic conspiracy theory was that Ferrari gets together with customer teams Haas and Alfa Romeo Sauber and basically says, let's take a few years and we're going to develop a great power unit and just bear with us here and uh, pop out on the other side with the new rule change with a banging car. And they did. That's what we saw. All right. You have a full reset. Full reset of points. But you don't, you still don't know how many strikes you get total. I don't know where we're going to end on that, but I'll
0: I'll tell you. But you were at two
2: strikes. You're back down to zero (laughs) because that was a huge win.
0: (laughs) Well, let's just say let's bank on a few of these resets. Okay. I like that. Uh, I don't
2: know how you're going to outdo that that one. one. Yeah, I know. I like that optimism.
1: Max and I are also pretty optimistic.
0: Hostimistic. (laughs) I'm always going to be hostimistic.
1: (laughs) Um, Ferrari, the one two. Amazing, Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, a huge. team Charlos. Can we just start like yeah. trademarking that team Charlos? Yeah.
0: Hashtag, hashtag team Charlos. Max- Carlos, Carlos Leclerc and <laughs> Charles signs really <laughs> did a great job they did. this past weekend. They're our favorite
2: celebrity couple.
0: They really are.
2: I uh, I was telling Max seeing those guys do their victory lap together. I was like, Oh, this is why people love Ferrari. That's a cool look. Those two red cars doing the victory lap Mm. together, those two red suits on the podium, I was like, that's pretty fun.
0: It's iconic.
1: It's iconic. Amazing finish for Ferrari.
0: And, I, you know, again, to kind of go back to that, the the power unit, the car, something that's another conversation that can a team, can these teams now through the era of cost cap, which means that they're all restricted in budget. Some teams don't even get near the restriction, right? Because they can't because they don't have the money. But can Ferrari piggyback, can Ferrari develop with their teams? I don't know how that rule works, but it seems as though that there is some communication through the development process on what Ferrari is doing with their car to be able to communicate that again to Solver, to Haas. And I think that that's what we're seeing is its power unit and chassis, That's there's some synergy there. Mm. And again, that would then show some similarities and some theory there of why Mercedes cars are struggling. Mm-hmm. Because where Mercedes has definitely had the most to develop and still put a lot of energy into this, their car is not running for the lead. And where they are definitely the front runner of Mercedes, the customer cars are just, just bad. nowhere just near. Garbage. Nowhere near.
1: Yeah, it's too bad.
0: But great for Ferrari
1: and just fun to see a different set of people up on the podium. Amazing. F1 posted, I think today or yesterday, was it, that um, the last time Ferrari had a 1-2 finish in Bahrain, um, Alonso was one. Some other guy, who was, who was second? You probably know, Mike. Probably Felipe Massa. And then guess who was third? Lewis Hamilton was third. Whoa. Crazy. Whoa. Ferrari won two and then Lewis in third. Wow. It was weird. It's like, wow, like is history repeating itself is conspiracy theory yeah the matrix what's going on is it the matrix yeah do you know who won the championship that year it was let's say all at the same time one two three (laughs) lindsey (laughs) brian
0: one mike sebastian vettel sebastian vettel so we're gonna we're missing sebastian right now does he win the championship miraculously? I don't know that asked him.
2: If there was anybody I'd want to win besides K-, K. Mag,
1: I think if Sebastian Vettel can find the secret where instead of going forward in the race, he goes backwards across the line, yeah, he yeah, Rainbow he jumped, Roads jumps over like a part of the thing, and then it, yeah. it's a lap that it counts as a lap. And nobody's tried that. <laughs> no one's tried that. Nobody's yeah. tried that. If you can just hit the bounce off the curb at the right angle, yeah. Do a Lance, Lance Stroll. Lance
2: <laughs> Stroll off the sausage curb. A across to the other track. That'll be a whole lot. They can't disqualify
0: him. It's in the rules. <laughs> it's in the rules. They will though. Mm, we've seen the FIA and he has to switch the pylons no between secrets. him and Lewis.
1: Um Lincoln show notes. Any other thoughts on the race before we kind of start wrapping things up? Uh, just Final the thoughts funnest and, thing in yeah. the world.
2: Thanks to everybody that joined us on the live stream uh, right before we started. Um, we're going to, uh, for, yeah, for coming races, just like we did today, we're going to give a little background about the track. Yeah. Join us. Cause we're going to have a bunch more awesome races like this, this season and, uh, join us for a little pre-gaming the episode the week before the race. It's going to be fun. We didn't know we'd be
1: at P five at the first race. Yeah. Third in the constructors championship. We have a lot to look forward to. So please, Tell your friends about the podcast. Send us questions if you have any sort of questions to our email, dashasboys at gmail.com, Instagram, Haas.boys. This is your chance to send our podcast to people before Haas is cool. (laughs)
0: Everyone's jumping on the train. And you can claim you were there first. And tune into the best season that we think that could happen in years. Yeah. It's clear. The first race showed that this racing is closer than ever. They can pass each other more than just once. Right. It's pass and then pass again and pass again. And I want to see that develop throughout the year. So it's, fun. it's going to be a great season. Yeah. yeah. Very
1: fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks to my co-hosts.
0: And- Thank you, Max.
1: See you next week. One, two, three out for points. One three on two. Ready? One, two, <laughs> three. three, the points. One <laughs> more
2: <laughs> podcast.